Today, Corey, what I would really like to do, because it's January, what is this? Like the top of January 2020. Mm-hmm. I want to know, how do you win the year? Like, let's let's just go there. How do you win the year? Wow, you know, you always dive in with the big topic spurts, okay? But all right, let's do that, all right? So how to win the year? You know, first and foremost, I think you got to make them into mini bites, right? You can't take on what they say, the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Well, it's the same way when it comes to planning and strategizing for your year, right? Uh, Having the insight of knowing what the goal is and what the end in mind will help you through that process. But first and foremost, I think you chunk them up into little small mini bites. And so an easy way to do that, I think, is looking at it from a 12-week year, right? So every 90 days, or so, right, break down your concepts. And how does that work? It's just as simply as saying, okay, what is my result at the end of the year I'm looking for? And how do I break that down into quarterly concepts, right? A 12-week year. Okay. I like that because I feel like it's easier for me to say where I would be in 90 days than where I would be in 365 days. So I guess the question is like, okay, so we, you know, we focus on these seven areas, right? The financial goals, the career and the business goals, the free time and the family time, the health and the appearance goals. Let me ask you, like, where, where are you trying to be in, in 90 days in those areas? Like, Financial goals. Let me just put you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, let's do this. You know, I think that all of those principles that we talk about, those seven habits, they all tie into wealth, right? It's not always about just finance and money, but it's also about all the things that make you who you are, who it is that you're trying to become in that time frame. So when we start discussing, you know, where your starting points are, I think you pick the first top three things that you like to, to work on first. Maybe it's got to do with relationships. Maybe you want to work on finances and maybe you want to work on spirituality and giving. You know, that's a big part of the process because I think they all kind of tie in together. So if I was going to say where would I start personally, let's start off by simply saying, you know what, if we're going to look at our finances and we want to know where we are right now, the very first thing we going to do is do an assessment, right? Look and see where you're at. Come up with something that basically is going to allow you to identify where your shortcomings are. So pull out a sheet of paper and maybe just start writing things down, looking at your expenditures, where you're having money go on a month-to-month basis. Now listen, you got to be honest to yourself. Now you can't sit there and say, yeah, I think that's everything, but you know in the back of your mind, you're going to the Starbucks every day and buying four or five different types of latte and everything else that goes along with that. You got to list it all out because the most important thing about finances and learning how to get a better handle on managing your money, you have to know where it's going, okay? So if I hear you correctly, in order to look forward, you first got to look back. You know, I think you got to look back, also look at current, right? Where you're at right now. So you know what you've spent over the last year, right? A lot of times what we do when we start planning, we look at what happened last year. I know what my finances were somewhat like. I know I spent a certain amount of money. I know how much money I made last year. That's a good starting point. But I also think you need to take it on where you really kind of dive into saying, I'm here and I'm now, and how do I want this year to look? Because you can't make any changes to your life unless you start looking inner and figuring out how to change you because that's the biggest part of the problem. So I, I want to dive into something because, you know, I may as well get the help that I need. Uh, hello. 
The, <laughs> but in terms of like, I love that we do personal talks. No, right? it is. It is. Like, I got listen. <laughs> this is for the people, but really, I need to grow too. So let's talk about relationships, right? Sure, sure. I, when just asking. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when you and Delilah sat, I know, right? I know, but I gotta, I gotta go there. Okay. When you and Delilah sat down and said, "Where do you want to be in the next ninety days in your marriage?" or did you do you think of it in those terms? You know, it's so funny you say that. My wife is, you know, I, I got to contribute a lot of our growth and who we are to her because she definitely goes the extra mile. You know, she has these little cards that are conversation starters, right? And every night she pulls out one of these cards and it has to do with the fact of something that I may not know about my wife after already being married for 25 years. It's a great conversation starter about things that maybe we did I didn't know about her. And so like last night's conversation was, you know, who was your favorite high school teacher and and who was your favorite college teacher and why, right? And so I got to hear about, you know, her growing up and, you know, her teachers that she liked and how they were inspirational to her as far as becoming an educator and so forth. And then I started thinking to myself, and I don't know if I'm just getting old and my memory's a little bad, but I was like, did I have high school teachers? You know, because <laughs> it didn't come to mind. I was thinking, I was like, who is the person? And so I finally came up with one, and all I could think to myself was the reason why I liked it because she's a pretty lady, okay? Right. <laughs> you know, I was like, Miss Taniguchi, okay? I was like, uh, she was Larry. amazing, <laughs> you know? But You know, you know that's hilarious. I know, right? <laughs> but that's all I could think about. Not that she educated me in the proper way or I, there was some great inspiration or anything like that. Right. It was just really about, okay, she was a pretty woman, you know? So Got I know it. that's kind of vain, but that's what I thought about. Right, but right, right. I love the concept of that you know, starter, because at the end of the day, it's like there are things that you could be with a relationship for so many years and still not know about your spouse. And those little starter cards make all the difference in the world. So that's how Lila and I kind of keep our spice going. We always try to find different ways to kind of connect with each other in some form or fashion. Right. But do you set like a goal like, hey, in 90 days, we want to be here? Or is it that you guys, after 25 years, you're in a rhythm of just keeping it's like continually getting to know one another. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it okay. does. You know, I think uh, unlike, you know, finances and money where you're kind of taking an assessment of where you're at and then kind of proving that you want to move forward to that assessment, mm-hmm. I think relationships are a little bit of organic, right? I think at the end of the day, it's uh, it's something that becomes a part of the everyday, right? And I think it's not one specific thing that you do every day, but many little things that you do over time to make that relationship work. So I don't know that I necessarily say that we sit down and say, okay, babe, we're okay in our relationship, but in 90 days we want to be amazing. No, I think at the end of the day it comes down to what do we do every day to keep improving our relationship? And I think that's the process you should take on. Okay, folks, those of you that want to be in a relationship, I hope you're hearing this, <laughs> all right? Because it sounds to me like there's some daily habits that are keeping things alive. For okay, sure. all right, okay, okay. So an area that I want to talk about then is spirituality, because this is an area that I work in, which is sure. helping people to develop their lives spiritually. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe in the same way, it's to having those daily habits, that, you know, you may not be able to say, well, you know what, in 90 days, I want to be closer to God. I mean, Mm -hmm, (laughs) you know, but what you could say is that, hey, I want to pick up the habit of meditation and I want to make sure that I do five minutes of meditation every day. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. just that activity is going to deepen 
your connection with whatever, whether you call it God, the universe, Mm -hmm. spirit, Mm -hmm. whatever that name is. And so it sounds like what we're getting to with breaking up the year is that really having daily habits. You know, you're absolutely right. I think it's like anything, right? So if you have a dream, you have to start with putting something on paper and then kind of figure out how to work backwards to get to that end goal. So I'll I'll give an example, right? If you're in financial services in my arena, right, and we're thinking on, okay, I want to be able to crush it this year based off of bringing in a certain amount of income or revenue. Well, I got to figure out which client comes into my office and, 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 and exactly how much revenue will we have to generate from each client. And then I got to figure out how many hours I put in with that type of client. And then I got to figure out how to duplicate that to get more clients to come in so I can hit that goal that I'm looking for. So I think it's the same thing in anything that you do. You got to start off with the task first, right? Right. You have to create action steps and action items to kind of move you in that direction. Because you know what your end result is. But the unfortunate thing is most people don't know how to get from point A to point B, right? Because they haven't been taught the strategy behind that. So with anything, whether it's relationship, whether it's finances, whether it's spirituality, I think at the end of the day, your whole focus has to be around taking the many steps, creating those action items that you do on a daily basis that kind of starts to move you in the direction that you want to go to because those steps are big right wait i think i just had an epiphany epiphany. here (laughs) it goes i saw it i did so 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 okay decide where you want to be Mm -hmm. and then figure out the habit that's going to get you there most definitely so it is where do i want to be in my relationship Mm -hmm. and then there's a daily habit on the way to that goal that is correct where do i want to be in my spirituality and there's a daily habit so really the start of this year is it is about like saying where you want to be Mm -hmm. but maybe winning the year is really about winning the day and the hour Come on. Okay. Come on now. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Look, everything okay. you do starts with a second, right? So that second manifests to minutes, then minutes into hours and so on, right? Okay. So if you're really playing the game, I mean, and playing the game full out, you really have to decide at the end of the day what level you want to play, right? And so once you figure out what level you want to play at this game, now you start getting really granular. You're looking at it from all aspects, right? So right. if I know I want to win big and I want to strong, healthy relationship, then it can't be something I do once in a while. I can't send flowers on Valentine's Day and nothing else during the course of the year, right? Say that again. Say that again. (laughs) You know, that's what it is. For the fellas in the back, I need y'all to hear this. You 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 cannot be consistent, inconsistent, and interested. You can't. You can't. It has to go hand in hand, right? All right, all right, all right. So, So what about those goals because I, I don't know if everybody has this, but mm-hmm. I feel I'm, I'm feeling vulnerable. Um, <laughs> Share your truth, girl. Share your <laughs> right, truth. Right. But there's some goals that I have that I haven't really made any progress on. Okay. All like, right. it's on the list. I don't want to take it off because I don't want to forget about it. <laughs> but, but if I'm being honest, right. right? And I think, you know, really kind of figuring out what the year is going to be requires you to be honest. If I'm being honest... I'm not really moving forward on some of these things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how do you know when it's time to just let go of a goal? You know, so, all right, so, listen, so now you want to get deep. So let's talk a little bit about faith, right? 
And I know this is right up your alley, so let's yes, throw this yes, out yes. there, okay? I've got faith, yes. All right, so, you know, I think when it comes down to relationships, but if I hear you correctly, I think this is the direction we're talking a little bit about. And, uh, and I, what I'd like to say is simply this, you know, I believe that when you try to force a situation, it doesn't happen. Right. I believe that if you have whatever spirituality you have, whether it's God or religion, I mean, or spirituality or whatever it is that you feel that that's higher power is for you. Sometimes you just got to let go. I say because when you let go now, someone else helps take over and take control. And I think that's kind of how relationships are. You know, it's like when you're not looking, that's when it comes. But when you're constantly going out there trying to do all these Force habits to move it in, right? It doesn't happen. Unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. And I think that's with anything. I think that's in relationships. I think that it's in finding the right job, uh, finding the right, you know, relationship you have with your kids, whatever those things are. I think it comes down to that point. So I think you got to sometimes just kind of sit back and relax. You know, my last book, it was called Pause, right? And that was the premise of that book. It's sometimes in life, you can't force it. You got to just pause a moment sit back and think about it and let it just come naturally and then have a better insight of where you're going to when you're trying to get there. Got it, got it, got it. So I'm going to summarize for the peanut gallery because <laughs> <laughs> let me take it back for everybody. So in terms of winning the year, what we're saying is that you got to break the year down. It's too big of a reach to just run out there and try to say where I'm going to be in 365 days because unless you have a habit of doing it, it's very easy to lose track, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So really what you want to do is break down the year into quarters and then break down those quarters into months and really break down those months into days. And you're looking at what are those daily habits Mm -hmm. that are going to get you where you want to be because every goal has a set of habits that will take you there. That is correct. Okay. Nailed it. Like I, okay. I can just check that off my box. Sherry got that. Sherry right? got that. Yes, right, go. yes, yes, yes. No, I, but I think this is so important because right. there's some people that don't even set resolutions. Like the idea, the new, the, the anxiety that they have about setting a goal, they come to the beginning of the year and it's like, you know what? I don't set New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. or I don't set new goals. And, it's, and I'm thinking, how do you get anywhere if you don't have any goals? You know, in order to know where you're going, you have to know where you started from, right? So I think that's a big part of the process. But I think people have gotten to the point where they're very, you know, for all intents and purposes, they're cynical about the process, right? Right. They know that I'm going to start January 1st and start working out the new year. And by January 16th, I'm no longer going into the gym, right? (laughs) That's how all these gym memberships keep making money, right? Right. We don't even show up. So I think that because of that cynical side of them, it's stopping them from moving forward. And they think, okay I'm already defeated at the process of why I even try but I tell you the biggest part of this process is is those baby steps right little things right say that it could I... be nothing more than a change of the diet it could be nothing more than walking around the house right and multiple times at a fast pace right yes those little things start to add up so so there is a book that's coming out it's not out yet it's on pre-order I think it comes out next week and it's B.J. Fogg, and mm-hmm. it's called Tiny Habits. And B.J. Fogg is a Stanford researcher. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what he talks about, those baby steps. 
that sometimes we reach too big. So the idea that I'm going to work out every day when you haven't been working out any day <laughs> might be too big of a leap if you don't already have that kind of disciplined personality. Okay, stop for a minute because I have to share a story. Okay, okay go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, I call myself, I'm going to work out. I, I found this uh, location. I'm not even going to mention the name of the place, but it sounded amazing. Because you're on the Right, right, right. I don't want them talking about me when they go by there, okay? <laughs> so, you know, I was going. I was like, man, this sounds amazing. You know, it's got all this great cardio fitness and it's high impact and it's circuit training and it sounded amazing, right? I got to that place and I swear to God, I walked into that room and I looked around the room and I kept saying, okay, why am I the only one that's older here? And by the time we were done, about 15 minutes of the session, I asked the guy, I said, where's the senior class at? I mean, I know I'm not necessarily in that level yet, but I was like, this is way too much for me. I was like, I don't understand what's going on. And he was like, this is the beginning stage. I'm like, the beginning stage? I mean, it was one of those conversations that I was like, what am I doing? When I got home that night, my body was in in so much pain and in so many places I hadn't even thought about that I was like, okay, I'm not going back. So now when I drive past this place, I drive and kind of duck a little so that people can't see me because I'm embarrassed by not going back. And mind you now, I paid for the membership in right, advance, right? right? So right. I can't even get the money back. But right. I just thought I'd share that concept right. with you. So yeah, well, basically, definitely know your, your limits when you start, okay? Absolutely. And don't be afraid to go small. Yes, like, yes. Like everything big was once small. <laughs> yes. Everything, every big company, every big family, every big, whatever it is, it started small. That's right. And we're so afraid of small. And maybe that's really the lesson for this year. It's like, don't be afraid to go small in order to go big. <laughs> don't be afraid to win the day before you start trying to win the month. Don't be afraid to win the month before you start trying to win the quarter. Don't be afraid to win the quarter before you try to win the year. Exactly. And so really just dial it back. Okay. Yep. So I, you know, I love the fact that we're having this conversation because I think at the end of the day, most people measure themselves by other people that are around them, right? Oh, I saw that person be extremely successful and he's going 100 miles an hour. I, you know, I'll be guilty of it because I, I, I'll tell you, I follow Gary Vee quite a bit, right? And I was thinking to myself, he made this statement. He goes, you need to be doing at least 30 to 50 pieces of content a day. And I sat there thinking to myself, oh my God, you know, like who does that, right? And I had a chance to sit down with some of the people on my team and they looked at me like 30 to 50, are you crazy? You know, and I thought to myself, you know what? Baby steps. Baby Let's steps. get 10. You know, yes, <laughs> like yes, yes, let's yes. start with 10 and see how we do from there. Yes. So I definitely believe that, you know, I love that Gary is running hard. and uh, But I think you got to work up to that progression, right? You work up to that point. Um, you know, we got some new people on the team that I think will help us get there. But we got to start with baby steps. And I don't want to lose everybody and have them quit before we even get started because I'm talking about 40 pieces of content a day. Right, <laughs> right, right. So so here, I want to I bring it home and I got a question for you. What book do you use? Like, what book for you was the game changer as far as planning? You know what? Uh, we kind of talked about it. We use it in the title. It's the 12-week year. You know, I love that book. It gives you some mini bites that you can start working on, and it has a great detailed plan on how to start the steps and start creating those habits so that you're winning at the end of the game. So I love that book a lot. Right, the twelve week year. Yep. So I'm yes, and I do love that book. That actually is one of my favorites, and I learned about that book through you. That is uh, mm -hmm. Brian Mor Brian Morin and Michael Lennington. That's right. The other book that I like 
I don't even know if you can call it a book, but it was something I joined. It was with um, Dr. Eric Thomas from ET, the hip hop preacher. Uh huh. And he has the one percent club, and I was like, well, I want to, I want to be in the one percent club, right? <laughs> and and so I actually married the twelve week year with the with the process that he has in the one percent club, where you're actually scoring your day. Nice. So that scoring helped me gamify the day, and it's, I mean, well, his is more complicated. I, I simplified it for myself, but literally, it's. You know, you have the tasks that you're going to do during the day, whatever that is. And let's say that there are 12 tasks. Every time you complete them, it's a check mark off. And at the end of the day, you know, winning is 51%. We're talking about simple math here. And so 7 out of 12 is a winning day. And something about gamifying the day made the day more winnable. And I had fewer things that where I got to the end of the day that were on my to-do list that didn't get done because guess what Sherry likes? 100%. Right. I was that kid. I had the straight A's. And guess what? I want straight A's on my days too. And so something about that 100% was just satisfying. So I don't know if it's a book I could recommend to anybody, but I would say the 1%, that that process of, of gamifying your day, of um, you know listing your task and scoring yourself, and 7 out of 10 is better than two out of 10. Right, right. No, that sounds amazing. I have to look into that for awesome. sure. Awesome. Well, this has been a good episode, Corey. I have learned a lot. I, I heard some things that I can use in my relationship, you know, and some other stuff for planning, but, you know, we got to go with what I really, <laughs> let's, really let's care keep about. keep it personal, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good stuff. Well, you know what, Sherry, I appreciate you uh, on this podcast today and what we're using. I, I believe that, as we always say when it comes to wealth habits, you know, it's if all you have is money, you're not winning. You are so not the concept winning. is all about those seven yes. principles that help you get to that next level. Yes, yes, yes. That being said, guys, have an amazing day. This is the Wealth Habits uh, podcast, and we're looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except-